You can build the life you've always desired. You can become the person you want to be. You don't have to listen to society. You can step into your inner power and your truths and set yourself free. Welcome to episode three of the Writing to Inspire podcast. As always, I thank you all in advance for listening. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with me, you can follow my page at Writing to Inspire. It's all one word on Instagram for my poetry and prose. There are a lot of you from that community that listen to this podcast and inspire me with great topics, which is for episode three. A supporter reached out and DM'd me and asked, how do you heal? And I think that's an important question because so many of us are told to do certain things such as practice self-love, follow our passions, and heal, but no one really tells us how to do those things. And I'll give you an example, so let's just dive right into it. For those of you who follow my page or who have listened to the previous episodes, You've heard me speak about my four-year relationship and its ending. It ended sometime around this time, actually, last year. And it took me so long to really sift through the pain and the lessons. To really accept that something I had grown so accustomed to, something that was a focal point of my life, I had to now live without. It was gone, and it didn't really set itself into me until about three to four months after the ending. That's when I really started to realize that I wasn't as healed as I thought I was, and I'm sure many of you are in the same boat. I'm sure many of you feel like you're okay or have felt like you were okay and you were content, and one day you wake up or during one drive home, all of a sudden, these feelings hit you like a baseball bat. And you're overcome with grief. You're overcome with sorrow. Memories are flooding your mental hallways, and you're reminiscing on all the good times. And before you know it, tears are streaming down your eyes. And you're mad at the world. You're mad at life. You're resentful and you think that this is a vicious, repetitive cycle that continuously infiltrates your life. I've been there. But the good news is, there's a way out. And you have to go within yourself to find it. So I'm going to share with all of you my steps to healing and how I enacted them so that all of you can start your own healing journey. Step one, face your emotions. Many of us are terrified of facing our emotions. I know for a fact I was when my relationship first ended. I didn't want to sit with the pain. I didn't want to feel the miseries as I was in my room alone and then deal with the perpetual tears or heartache and sorrow. But there are so many answers in there because your pain and your sorrow force you to be honest. And with honesty... You're allowed to reflect openly and see what you can learn. You can see the lessons that are in those broken pieces of your heart. So face your emotions. It's okay. Because the more you suppress your emotions, the more you're telling yourself that your feelings are invalid 
and they're inconsequential. And that's only going to make you feel worse. Can you imagine how much someone else would struggle if they came up to you and asked you for your insight and you just constantly shut them down? Well, in a sense, you're doing that to yourself. In a sense, when you're consistently repressing your emotions and running away from how you feel, you're telling yourself that your feelings don't matter and that they can be put on the back burner. And that's not the case. That is not the case. You want to make sure that you're sitting with yourself and you're feeling every single ounce of your pain. You're allowing yourself to grieve. You're allowing yourself to mourn. You're allowing yourself to move past the pain and the heartache. That's what I did. I used to suppress my emotions until finally I sat with them. I sat with them and I let them overtake me. I let them come out. Because when we grieve, we heal. We release. So rather than sitting in my room and drowning out my sorrows with a podcast or with music or with a phone call, I actually sat and asked myself, you know, how am I feeling? What's going on with me? Oh, okay, I'm still hurting. I'm still mourning the loss. I'm still regretting this. Let me sit and walk myself through it. The same way you'd walk a friend through their sorrow and their grief and their regret. The same way you'd comfort and console them and show them the positive outlooks or the brighter side. You have an opportunity to do that with yourself when you sit with your grief and your heartache. And you owe it to yourself to do that. You owe it to yourself to sit and say, okay, this is how I'm feeling, this is what I've learned, and I'm okay with it. I'll move past it. I will rise and I will realize that this isn't my end. It may be the ending of one situation, but it's also inviting a new beginning. A new beginning that I can craft the way I see fit with all of the beautiful lessons and, in and invaluable insight I've learned. I can move forward. And I know it's tough. I know it's difficult. The last thing I wanted to do was sit with myself. I avoided it at all costs. Because the pain was ripping through me. The guilt was choking me. And I could not come to terms with so many things. But I began to accept and come to terms when I faced my emotions and I walked myself through them. So I invite all of you to take that very first and bold step. And if you feel like you're struggling, don't shame yourself. Honor your strength and your courage. Honor the fact that you're choosing to move forward. That you're choosing the path of enlightenment and healing. Step two, acceptance. Let go of what you thought it had to be and accept what it is. Accept what it can be. I held on to anger and bitterness for a while. And I often struggled, and at times can still struggle, with anger and bitterness. I can harbor a lot of resentment because when I put so much of myself and my energy and my desire into a situation, I'm gravely disappointed when the outcome is different. 
when the outcome varies. But we have to accept it. We are one person in this gigantic, seemingly endless universe. And what does that mean? Simply put, there are so many elements and facets that are out of our control. And we have to accept that. We have to be okay with things leaving, with people choosing otherwise, with situations and circumstances changing. Because those things are inevitable. This world is far too big and far too vast to always be at your fingertips. To always bow and sway in the direction that you command it to. So accept it. Accept that endings and departures are an inevitable part of life. And although they hurt, although they gnaw at your soul in an unforeseen way, they're giving you a chance to become a better version of yourself. I didn't want to accept that my four-year relationship needed to come to a close. I didn't want to accept that I had to hurt someone else to find me. Didn't want to accept that life does move in unpredictable directions. But these are the truths of life. You have to let go to find yourself. You have to embrace change. And you have to pursue what sets your heart on fire. And I began to accept that I had to leave that four-year relationship to find me. And when I gave myself that ability, that grace to accept, it was so much easier to forgive myself. It was so much easier to let go and invite peace and tranquility back in. Because when we don't accept, we're in resistance to the presence. To the present, excuse me. And when we're in resistance, we're trapped in anger, bitterness, resentment, and we're not moving forward. We're not seeing with clarity. And that prevents us from healing and from constructing the lives that we deserve. So we have to accept. We have to be okay with things not working out. And with our decisions, in some cases, hurting others and taking us away from people that we love dearly. I had to come to terms with that. Uh, the last thing, everyone, the last thing I wanted to do was hurt someone I had been emotionally invested in deeply for four years. That was the very last thing on my agenda. I did not wake up and say, oh yeah, woo, I get to hurt somebody. Hell yeah. No. I dreaded the decision, and for quite a while after, I loathed myself for it. But let go. Don't loathe yourself for making decisions that are setting you free, that are taking you on a path of self-alignment and self-fulfillment. Honor yourself for being so strong and so courageous to do so, even if it hurts others, and even if it hurts yourself in the process. It's okay. No one guaranteed an easy life. And an easy life does not birth a strong character. It doesn't really birth anything that's worthy of having. 
but a difficult life, a life of struggle and strain, offers beautiful refinement and immense character. And it allows you to see things in a different way. So accept. Accept whatever it is that you've been in resistance to. Accept the ending. Accept the fact that someone couldn't show up for you. Accept that you had to leave that job. Accept that certain friendships needed to end for you to embark on a new journey. Whatever it is, simply accept it. Next would be to glean lessons. Don't just look at the fact that something ended. Don't just wallow in your pain. Yes, of course, like I said in step one, face your emotions, but also give yourself the clarity to find the lessons in the situation. So perfect example, like in my case, when I finally was able to face my emotions and embrace acceptance, I started to look at it objectively and say, okay, what did I learn from the situation? And in all honesty, there were so many beautiful things that I learned. I learned how to be a better man. I learned that I would want some different elements in a new relationship. I learned that in some situations I wasn't vocal enough. I learned that in some situations I was a little bit too temperamental. And when I reflected on all of these things and showed myself that, hey, I can be different, it gave me so much hope. And you all will find the same amount of hope in your situations when you glean lessons. And when you allow those lessons to reconfigure your perspectives. It's a beautiful opportunity. You don't have to stay entrapped in a hurtful, repetitious cycle. You can take these lessons, apply them, and build the future that you want. It took me a while to get to this step because I was drowning in my sorrows. But I looked at it and saw that there were so many lessons that were awaiting my acknowledgement. And that's the same thing with all of you. You'll learn what you like, what you don't like, what you want more of, how you could show up better, how you could encourage someone to show up better for you. And that will yield significantly different results in your future. Results that will satisfy you and that will contribute to the life that you desire and that you're worthy of. So don't just look at the negatives. Don't just focus on your pain, on your suffering. You limit and eliminate, excuse me, you limit and eliminate suffering and pain by looking at the lessons. Here's what I learned. Here's how things could be different. Here's how I could be different. And once you apply them, I promise you, your world will change significantly. The world will begin to show itself to you in new, enchanting ways. In my case, I learned that I am worthy of having my needs met. I am worthy of choosing myself because in years past, I never thought that my needs mattered. I felt like I was destined to be the perpetual suffering servant. That I had to stay in situations that made me miserable. 
but I realized that I can make decisions for me. And I only found that in walking away. So for as heartbreaking as it was, it was just as liberating. And where did I come to that realization? When I took the lesson from it. When I faced my emotions. When I accepted. And all of you have the power to do the same. All of you have the power to change and to construct the lives that you're seeking. Step four, cognitive reframing. Question the narratives that you tell yourself because these narratives permeate the rest of your life and can either sabotage or encourage you. You need to really reflect on what you tell yourself. So for example, when my four-year relationship came to an end, I told myself that I was a failure, that I was unworthy, that I never deserved to have anything good because I hurt someone I cared about, you know, and that I, and I wasn't as appreciative as I should have been. What an unhealthy, terrible view to have of oneself. And when you hold on to these beliefs and when you maintain such toxic ideologies, it's no surprise that the same cycles are repeated and that you find yourself incessantly miserable and disenchanted with your life. Because your thoughts are creating your feelings and your feelings dictate how you act and react. And when they're negative, you will be negative. And what does negativity yield? Failure, undesired outcomes. So that's on all of us. It's incumbent upon us to cognitively reframe, to see things differently. And I apologize if you hear the siren outside. <laughs> so I want all of you to engage in cognitive reframing. So how did I do it? I started telling myself, no, I made the right choice. I had to walk away because I was unhappy and she was unhappy and she wasn't getting what she was worthy of because I was not showing up as best as I could. And I, when I started to see it in that light, I said, wow, I really am thankful that I had the strength to do that. Wow, I really am proud of myself that I valued me and her equally in that situation and gave us both a chance to get what we're worthy of. So what could some of you be struggling with? Well, if something ends, you'll tell yourself you're unworthy. I've been there. And you're not unworthy. Relationships end all the time. And they end for reasons independent of us. A person's emotional unavailability. A person's trauma. A person's um, family and personal problems. All things that you have no control over. So notice a difference. If, in, if on the one hand you're saying things end because you're unworthy, you're going to keep yourself in a negative, poisonous cycle. But on the other hand, if you see it in a more objective manner and you detach yourself and don't place yourself at the center of everything, you gain a healthier perspective. And what does this healthier perspective do? Puts you in a better mindset. Oh no, I am worthy. But the situation ended because, hey, this person wasn't able to show up for me for reasons independent of me, and that's okay. That's life. I am still worthy, and I'll move forward. And when you move forward with that positive mindset, you are better positioned to accept, appreciate, and enjoy 
a healthier love that's coming your way. Because oftentimes, my friends, we are our own worst enemies. We are the ones who hold ourselves back. We are the ones who limit the depth of love that we can experience. And you can experience such healthy, beautiful, fulfilling moments in love and in life when you cognitively reframe and adopt a healthier sense of self. And that's what I had to do. I was not a failure just because something came to an end. I was a human. And I am a human. And failure happens. Relationships end. People move on. And a lot of these things, a lot of these reasons exist independently of us. And it's okay. It's okay for us to be hurt. It's okay for us to be upset. And to feel cheated. But when we take the steps to heal, we give ourselves the opportunity to build a better life. To forge a healthier happier version of ourselves. So be okay with an ending. Realize that an ending does not determine your worthiness. An ending does not define who you are. It is your actions and your advancements in the future that determine who you are. It is how you rise and how you view yourself. So if you're going to believe that you're unworthy and you're a failure, then you will be unworthy and you will fail. And that'll be self-inflicted. But if you're going to believe that, hey, things end and it's a part of life and a lot of things happen independently of me, you'll see how your life transforms and how so much love and so much fullness enters. And you're worthy of it all. And I want all of you to heal. I want all of you to follow these four steps. Again, face your emotions. Embrace acceptance. Glean lessons. And engage in cognitive reframing. It is never too late to begin constructing the life you desire. You can do it right now. You can finally open and unlock that cell you've incarcerated your pain in. You can sit with it. You can learn from it. You can grieve. You can let it pass and flow through you. And then you can accept. You can accept wherever you are and realize that it's okay to be where you are in this moment. Even if you're struggling. Even if you're failing and faltering, it's okay. And then you can glean the lessons from your past. There are silver linings in everything. Even if you got your heart broken, guess what? Your life has been cleansed of people who don't really want to be there or who can't love you in a way that you deserve to be loved. And that is liberation. That is you being set on the path to get what you deserve. That is you finally seeing that you're worthy and you can walk away and say, hey, I'm not tolerating this anymore. And then cognitive reframing. Question the narratives you tell yourself. 
No, things don't end because you're unworthy. No, things don't end because you're not enough. It's just life taking its course, and it's you learning. This universe is far too vast for us to be the cause of everything. For us to be the center of its woes and its trials and tribulations. So, that's my guide on how to heal, and I hope it really helped all of you. I am still on this journey myself, and it's been beautiful. I have no regrets. I hold no sorrow. I'm coming into me, and I invite all of you to do the same. So, as always, thank you all so much for listening. Please be sure to leave this a positive review and to share it with your family and friends. You never know who may be in need of this message. And I will see all of you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Writing to Inspire podcast. Please be sure to give it five stars and leave a comment so that it spreads to other people. As always, I appreciate you and happy healing.